and Catone. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And Mr. Catone is off this evening. And pulling double duty tonight is Joe Guarneri. He's standing by my side. Welcome in, Joe. And Joe also has us up on YouTube, streaming live with a live chat. So chat yes, in, call in, 855-313-PATS, 855-313-7287. Make sure you subscribe, hit the little thumbs up button so we can get to everything. Listen, and we want to hear from you. Everything's on the table tonight. It's agenda-free. We're talking Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, Yankees. Patriots draft. Joe, we have it all on We've the table today. We've got it today. all tonight. You know? so we're when don't we have it all is what I want to know. We're going to christen you in style tonight, pal. So here we go, buddy. Here we go. Um, Wait. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it, it you know? for a new show tonight. Mark, all right, we all miss right. you, but you know what? I hope he's having a good time wherever he's at. Hey, you know what? We may get a special treat. Maybe, maybe, maybe he makes a phone call tonight or, or, or whatever, he whatever he's got to do. We haven't I found know, him you know? yet. Maybe he checks in. Mock, you better be careful. Joe, steal your job. That's it. So, all right, Joe, talk. I want to get into this. We'll talk about the Bruins tonight. Um, And they're playing right now. Currently, they are up two to nothing with about a minute left in the uh, second period. Mm. So, listen, Joe, I mean, this team, you know, this team's been on fire. You know, they're going for their fifth. They're going for their fifth straight win um, tonight. They've won four. You know, now, I mean, they've won games it's kind of up and down with them because they've won games against teams like Buffalo uh, who they're playing now. And that could be two, two straight against them. They won two straight against um, New York Islanders mm. who before you'd look at the Islanders and say, Hey, you know what? That's, that's not really that great of a team, but now they're up in the standings. They're, they're above them in the standings above the Bruins. That means, and then they beat Washington who, you know, mm. some would argue that Washington is one of the best teams in hockey right now. And so, uh, yeah, but you know, eh. so, you know, they've gotten hot ever since um, Hall and Lazar, they made that trade. And since they mm. made that trade, those lines have seemed to even out. Yeah, you know, they, like it. they've seemed to even out. And um, it looks like Hall has a goal or two since he's gotten here. But the point is, it just things have seemed to settle down for them and, and, and to go over, you know, what we've seen in some of these lines. You know, you got the Marshawn line with Bergeron. And by the way, I think Marshawn has emerged as probably the best the best player on this team. I mean, wouldn't you say with the yeah the, the way we're seeing him skate and score and 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 facilitate out there? I mean, right? So yeah, he, he's definitely just you know coming into his own. You know, pretty much showing it off right now. Yeah, and and, and again, that he and the Bergeron line with Pasternak. I mean, they're you know they they are who they are. But now the second line, you know, Krejci, it was it's almost like you haven't heard you had you didn't hear from him. He was kind of fading out on us a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. David Krejci it, it missing that one guy. Well, now getting ta- getting Taylor Hall in. OK, and putting him alongside with Craig Smith and Craig Smith is up this game. And we said that Mark had said that last last week. He talked about Smith is going to play better once Hall is here. And so is in Krejci. Yeah, and, like and that's Lowell, happening. It yeah. is happening. Finally, is happening. finally, we're starting to hear some some things that Mark is saying that are proved to be true and right. And it is. It is. And, and, you know, and that and that's and that's why and that's why he's part of that real deal. New England feel right he is. because he, he's on he's on point on track. So, again, and, and again, that that the fourth line also, you know, that when you put Lazar 
who, you know, people threw that threw that guy out with, with the trade. They basically said, OK, well, he's just a throw in with Hall. But, yeah. you know, and now what? Right. Yeah. When it comes down to it, you put him in the on the center of that that fourth line with Corrali and Wagner. And, and, yeah. and you know what? They're banging on the boards. They're doing the dirty work. Um, mm. couple we like of those that guys dirty are, work, don't we? We do. I mean, that's, that what, that's like, what hockey is all about. I mean, you know, they just need yeah. a referee in there, you know, that looks like <laughs> judging a boxing match over there. Right. You know, we mean, Get, need more of that. Yeah, getting in the corners, doing the stuff Cam, Cam Neely used to like to do and, and those kind mm. of guys, you know, back <laughs> in the day and getting dirty. And yeah, then on the de- on the defense, even even with even with the injuries, I mean, they still have you know you're talking about Carlos out, um, you know, and 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 uh, more case those guys are out, and they're still you know the defense is still um, that Greslick and McAvoy, of course, they're playing well, uh, but even Clifton, Clifton scored tonight. He had one of the two goals along with Marshawn tonight. So mm. those guys are playing well. Uh, and again, we kept talking about. You know, as you know, we've been talking every every week about how ah, it's the typical Bruins. You know, they're they yeah. start strong. Yeah. And I didn't even get- think we were going to talk about them tonight, to be honest with you, because of, you know, but now that they've been uh, starting to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, that's right. I figured yeah, we weren't right. going to even hear about the Bruins for the rest of the season. You know? Well, and then we're going to talk about too in a second how which run is which run is better right now. Is it is it the Celtic run, which we'll get to in the next mm. segment? Yeah. Oh, the Bruins, which what are we more impressed with at this point? But I'll tell you what, look, you know, these lines are playing well since the trade. It seems like there's been a spark. It's a little weird, too, because typically over the last couple of years, you've seen the Bruins come out of the gate strong, come strong, come strong. And then they get to the playoff part and, and something would happen right out. Yeah, they let down that first that first line wouldn't score as much and they couldn't get any production from the the second, third, fourth lines or on the defense. Now, since they've inserted Hall Lazar into this lineup, they're scoring their five, five on five. That's always been a problem for them all season long. Five yeah. against five. When they go on the power play, they've always been good. You know, they've always been good. But five on five, they've had serious, serious issues. Well, now it seems like they're solving some of that issue. So. I mean, what do you, I, did they, can they make a run? Uh, you know, I think at this stage, you know, when any team, any sports uh, team at that stage starts to get, you know, uh, like what we've talked about with Tampa Bay and, you know, th- not to bring into football, but, uh, but to start up uh, as far as Tampa Bay and, and starting that run where Tom Brady would always kind of get, even when he was on the Patriots, always kind of get that late run. And that's the perfect timing to sort of get that run to in right into the playoffs. And this seems like it's getting close to that sort of time where, you know, you, you start to go, oh, if they start winning, maybe something can start to push right into a, right into a playoff seed, you know? Yeah, I don't I think know. You're right. It, 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 look, at least, you're, at least you're not, you know, making the analogy to uh, uh, the reference to the Giants in 07, how they came into the playoffs and they were that type of team that that caught, caught fire getting into the playoffs and then and then boom. So thank, I think thank the God. Best one, I think the best one in, in that scenario was was the Rams right. when uh, uh, um, who was this? Who was who was the quarterback then when they, they had they were like Kurt the losing Warner. team Warner. That's right. I couldn't think of his name. Like oh, you're talking about in, 90, then, in 2000 or 99. Yeah, they and came they, in like, yeah. you know. Yeah, they became the greatest show on turf. Yep. 
They We'd love to that. see that underdog sort of sort of story, but uh, you know, and I don't well, think you, that the, the Bruins are like underdogs, but they well, right could now, be, potentially. Yeah, I mean, right right now they're sitting fourth in their in their division, um, and so they're behind Washington Islanders. I want to say Pittsburgh. But we can look that up, and they're sitting fourth right now because they had that mm. bad stretch, you know. But now, look, I'll tell you what. It was impressive to me how they played against Washington See, because Washington, you know, Washington to me is one, probably maybe the best team in hockey, you know, yeah. Vegas to Golden Knights. But but in the East, looking at Washington, I mean, they, they have that line, you know, uh, it, that 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 just can come at you. And the problem with when you play Washington is they're sort of a dirty team. You know, they're going to they're going to nip at you and they're going to tuck at you until you do something wrong, until you make a mistake and you yeah. end up in the penalty box. And then that Ovechkin, the, the, those guys will just kill you on the power play. And that's what yeah. they like to do. They like to bait you, Wilson, guys like that on that team. They like to play dirty like that. And that's what they do. And so if you're the Bruins, you know, you have to you, it's the type of team where, yeah, I think they can beat them in a series, but they're going to have to play discipline hockey. You can't get mm. into those situations like Marshawn, no. guys like that, Richie, where you where you end up in the penalty box, and now all of a sudden that 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 all, that power play just destroys you. Yeah, that's you know? where that's where that the, the same uh, brain over bronze comes into plays because when it when it comes down to muscle against muscle and people just trying to, you never 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 win that way. You have to think smarter than that and, and kind of play your game. It's it's stick to it. You know, stick to your game and and. That's the only way it could squeak out. And hopefully you you come up with a better game plan, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, that. and with them, yeah, okay, that penalty kill is pretty good. But mm. against Washington, nobody nobody's penalty kill is good. It's good enough to take care of that team. But, you know, and it also comes down to goaltending, okay? And so yeah, right now. What do you now, think about Rask? You know, what, 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 what do, you, what do you, you like what you see? Well, I'll tell you what. He, you know, he's playing. The last couple of games he's played, he's played well. And. The funny thing about Rask, okay, and we've talked about this, you know, Marcus highlighted this and I have as well. You know, the thing about Rask is that he, you know, he's he's kind of has that, yeah, well, you know, I mean, we're doing our best and, you know, we're going to throw yeah. it out there and we'll see how we do. And that, that sort of non-East Coast yeah. type of mentality. You and you can't, you know, so sometimes it's modesty, but then it's also that, that line of like, is this guy really in the game? Does he or give a he, damn? Yeah, does he give a damn? Or is he just like you know. collecting a paycheck? Is it, yeah, and this is coming from a goalkeeper. I've been a, a you know past goalkeeper, and certain goalkeepers you you always watch. Once you're a goalkeeper, you always watch other goalkeepers, no matter what sport they're in, and you gotta see what that edge is. And he doesn't. That's why I'm asking you because he doesn't give me that edge. He doesn't seem like he's got that edge of like a goalkeeper should. Because like you gotta be crazy. You gotta be crazy. And now I played soccer goalkeeping, and you gotta be crazy to go into hockey with that puck coming at you like 100 miles an hour. Man, I I I'm like nah, I wouldn't even wouldn't even bother. You gotta be you gotta be nuts to be doing that. So you're you know not what we that should edge. do? I don't know. You know what we should do? We should put Mark. We should put Mark in it. Get a set of pads. Get yeah. Mark in. Put him in a goal and see see how and put, throw a couple of these. Not not even. It doesn't even have to be. Doesn't even have to be like NHL, like the top level. We could go to like the next level. No, down, we, like what we the could shoot. We'll, we'll shoot the puck at him. We will you never know? reach the the net. Uh, yeah. You see how 
you see how he does in that in that situation. You see like a hundred mile an hour puck coming at him, you know, hit him in, hit him in the helmet. I think you know the audience I mean? would love to see that. Good poor bastard. He's not even here to defend himself, you know. Right. But uh, so no, look. Um, but yeah, I think as the we always talk about, and and in hockey, you talk about that team that gets hot coming in at the end. Yeah. Well, listen, it usually coincides with the goalie, and 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 if they're standing on their head and playing well. That typically will happen if a goalie gets hot. And that's mm. what brings me to these two guys now, because I'm looking at. But yeah, if goalie gets hot and they get into the playoff, they can take that goalie could take them all the way through. And a team like Boston, they have enough talent. There's enough talent with this team that if a goalie, if, if Rask or Swayman, because, again, I feel like Swayman should be the backup goaltender. You know, he's 22 years old. He came in, he got a little hot. I mean, he, you know, he was yeah. playing well. He had one hiccup there, but. He was playing pretty well. I would think it would be terrible for that kid to send them back down and bring, you know, have Halak back in. And I don't think they're going to do that. It looks to me like Cassidy is going to keep Swayman as the backup goalie. Take my, I almost called you Mark. Joe, <laughs> I, I, I would be. Um, I wish I could I do actually, an impression, but I, I just don't have the goods <laughs> on that. Really? Yeah, you can't you can't give it the daddy prop him up like we can have Bernie's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> give us one of those tonight. But uh, I'll try no, see what I got later on. But listen, um, in all honesty, I mean, to me personally, I kind of would like to see him get get that shot. I like. Yeah. To see, but see, but see, the problem is you put Rask. I mean, it'd be one thing if Rask was still injured. OK, mm. if he was still injured and he was out and pulling that whole thing, he does, you know, then you could get away with Halak on the bench and you, and you put Swayman in and start him. The problem becomes you do that with Swayman right now and you put Rask on the bench. Rask is done. That's it. He's, he's, he's over. Checked, That's what I'm he's saying. Yeah. Out at that point. There yeah. is no chance on the planet that that Tuka Rask is going to sit on that bench and watch the 22 year old kid come in and take his and, yeah. and play over him and take his job. And it, it, this being the last year Rask's deal yeah. to yeah. do, there's no way he doesn't check out in that situation so i you know cassidy's in a tight spot right now and not only him though it's like once he checks out the whole team kind of checks out because you know if you can't count on your goalie then it's like that deflates a whole team effort because now i mean in some cases when it's you know someone someone starting and somebody actually coming in for a starter and the team now has to play a bit of a little bit better so they have to play a little more defense. So they they come together as a team. But then when you, when a goalie like that kind of goes up the edge, just you know, just lets it go, the rest of the team is just like, ah, you know, now we now we're doing double duty. Whereas the opposite, they're still doing the same double duty, but like for some reason they know it's a rookie or somebody backing up. They they do better. You know what I mean? It's a weird situation, but I don't know. With the, yeah, with well, Rask, look, and, and that and that's the thing. It, it sometimes happens with quarterbacks too, because yeah. sometimes a court you get a quarterback that comes in the game like a backup, and all of a sudden the mm. team looks better. Why do they look better? They look better because every guy in the team starts to take ownership of what needs to be done. Yeah. Every guy in the team starts to say, oh, "Okay, okay, okay, Brady's not here now," or you know, uh, you know, wh whoever. I mean, Watson's not here now, or Mahomes isn't in now, and and now they're sitting there having to say. Okay, well, I, I gotta up my game a little bit. I gotta pay more attention. I and they should be doing that anyway. I get it, but it's human nature, you know. So, yeah. you know, they say I gotta I gotta get my game to the next level now because you know this kid needs help. This guy needs help. 
that's what sometimes will happen on a hockey team when you put a kid like Swayman in. Everybody mm. else, like to your point, Joe, everybody else kind of picks it up, picks it yeah. up. Where the issue comes in is if you're going to pull a move like that, if you're Cassidy, wouldn't you, to me, I mean, I don't know if you agree with this, but you're almost better off shutting Rass down and bringing Halak up and put him on the bench because if something happens to Swayman and, and, and uh, Rask is on that bench and he's checked out, He's not going to give a shit. He's going to come in the game and he's going to, you know, that's the, that's the kind of makeup he has, you know, that, you know what the hell you don't want me. I don't want you. Yeah. And a goalie can completely destroy a team, especially in the playoffs. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I get it. I get the, I get the situation Cassidy's in, but I tell you what, there's just something in me that wants to see this kid get a shot. You know, well, because that too, it's like you know, <laughs> maybe we'll have better shows about the Bruins next uh, next season. You know what I mean? When you get somebody like that who's young and and, and hot, you want to see that pick up the pace. You know, same yeah. thing with like a quarterback. You want to see them pick up the pace. You know, nobody likes change, but then when that change comes, when it's somebody like that, and you're like, ah, oh, this is gonna be cool to to watch a superstar uh, at a yeah. young age sort of pick up that. Uh, that mentality of being a veteran, so to speak, yeah. immediately and taking the team yeah. and putting the team on their shoulders and just going for it. You know, yeah. that's that's fun stuff to watch. I got to tell well, you, because and you're on an island, especially in that position. Yeah. You know, and, oh, yeah. And, you know, so you have, you know, you can either sink or you can you can swim one mm. of the, one of the two. So, yeah. And, you know, he reminds me, he seems to have grit. You know, I mean, you remember Andy Moog? Remember Andy Moog? Did he, the, did he play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, did he play for uh, uh who was it? The Edmonton? He did. Previously? He, play, he the, played in, with uh, Gretzky LA? over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, no, no, that's, no, no, no. That's, that's, in Ed, Ed, he played in Edmonton uh, with Gretzky. With Gretzky. And, uh, and Grant, Fuhrer, Grant Fuhrer was the starting goalie, and I think Moog backed him up. But then, mm. and I think it was for that. I, I'm trying to think if he played it. He won a championship with them, but I, I can't. I'm trying to remember if he played at all. I mean, I'm sure he played, but I don't know if he played any time in the playoffs. I know that when he came to the Bruins, and they faced they faced off against Edmonton in that eighty nine through ninety one where they were in a couple of cup series mm, with Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, any other friggin' year, the Bruins would have won the cup. Any other damn year, but they had to go face you know Messier and and, and Gretzky and Fuhr and all those friggin' McTavish, all these guys over there for Edmonton. They were unstoppable. It was like it was like the eighty five Bears against against the Patriots. Oh. There was just no way. They were going to beat that team. There was no was anybody that, was, was going to beat splat that team. The, no, that was bury the bears and and, and splat the pats, wasn't it? Or was no, that was the, squish the fish? Squish the fish. Squish the fish in the AFC yeah, champion the in the yeah. AFC championship game. I, I, mm. I was twelve years old when that happened. You know, most of the people that are listening right now weren't born. But you know, so but the point is with this team, yeah, I'd like to see the kid get a shot. But if you're Cassidy at this point and Rask is healthy, you're kind of handcuffed. You really don't have a choice. Or else you're not going to have a backup either. Yeah, so you, to me, yeah. your choices are you start Swayman and you shut shut Rask down and bring Halak up and let him play, let him get be on the bench, or you play Rask and you back him up with Swayman. I mean, that's really. But I can tell you this right now: if they get in the play, and we're going to go to break, but I I, I can tell you this: if they get in the playoffs, okay, and Rask is shaky and at all, and Swayman gets in there and he can stand on his head. That's it. He's not coming out. He's not coming out. And you just got to pray to God that Swayman stays healthy in the playoffs. Because then if, if you got to go to Rask, you're screwed at that point because he will have checked out and he probably yeah. won't see another. He will not, not see another game as a Boston Bruin. 
So, but you know, on the other hand, too, is is this would that be his last season? You think, or 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 would he? Even though he's uh, coming up on the contract, would he would he go somewhere else? You think? Yeah. And if so, then it becomes one of those sort of uh, contract sort of year sort of things like they do in the NFL, where all of a sudden now they're they're awesome. You know what I mean? And he plays yeah. out the rest of rest of the season in, in in a situation like that, like a top notch goalie, and that's always a plus, because now he's like, you didn't want me, but I'm gonna show off what I got, and now I'm gonna go. Well, I think that may be you what's know? happening now, Joe. I mean, it's a good yeah. point. It's it's a good point because right now he's been playing good the last couple of, because maybe he sees it, maybe he feels he it behind him, yeah. maybe he feels that kid taking his stick and wiping his ass with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Basically saying, hey, you know, here I am. Here I'm I am, Ras. Stick up your ass. Don't don't <laughs> screw up because I'm coming for you and I'm coming for your job. Hey, man, there's always somebody that's coming for your job. Always. always Look at this. Someone. Look at you tonight. Look at you. Look at, take it, Mark. You know. Mark, stay home. Relax. You, Mark. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Corso and Joe, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, again, um, we'll see what happens. I mean, if Rask, I mean, remember that could be a strategy too. If Rask has that fire lit under him because he feels that pressure from behind, great. Let it happen. You know, let it happen, and maybe maybe they make a run. Yay. So we'll see. Coming up on the other side, we're going to get get into Celtics, and yeah, we're going to talk about Joe and I's opinion as to which streak is better. Which streak do we feel is more exciting? Mm. Which streak do we think is going to last longer? The Bruins, Celtics. Yeah. All that and more on the other side. Of course, everyone can tell. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with Corso and Catone. Joe standing in for uh, Mark tonight. I love that song. I love that music. I love that music. That uh, comes it's catchy, in. isn't it? It really Kinda gets you. Yeah. I liked it. It, wait, you know? it. wait, in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, I'm like... <laughs> Back to course with Catone. Back to course with Catone. Yeah, and I I wake up at night going back in with uh, you know anyway. that I like to hear. I like hearing that. Yeah, that's it. We need we need to put a video on that. Put that in the promos, Joe. You know. And you were at that one point a little like oh, I don't know about this song. I'm like, damn, no, I had something. I felt like it. it Get a little catch, and that was let's it. Go, man. It go. just went. Anything that makes me either smile or kind of like do a little bobbing, because I normally don't do that. You know, you know me. And then you know, I'm like, yeah, this is. I, I think I think it'll work. I think yeah. I think it'll work. You know. works. It works. It works. In the show. It works. works in the show with it the works. curtain. So, <laughs> um, I got to tell you, I like your background too. Nice coloring. Get some purple. Yeah, you know, thought I'd go there, a little right? Christmas. Uh, what side am I on? A little Christmas <laughs> theme. A little green in the. And, you know, light up the blue a little too, you know. Looks pretty sharp, my friend. Looks yeah. pretty sharp. We're going to add some stuff to it, though. But uh, so, you know, assuming Mark's not coming back, you know what I mean? But, you know, 
Yep. Well, he'll be back. No, he'll, he'll be, be back. back. He'll be back. Ladies and gentlemen, he will be back. Don't worry. We haven't gotten rid of him. He'll, he's coming back. He, he misses being here tonight, I'm sure. Oh, 100%. he does. He really does. Yeah. And, and that he's excited about I know where he's excited. I'm excited. You're, we're all excited about next week because next week's the draft. And then we're going to have our pre-draft show. We're going to have our draft show. We'll talk about that at the end of tonight a little bit. Ladies um, and gentlemen, next week, you're going to see truly why we started Corso and Catone. And this is this is a treat for everyone. And and all Pats Nation and all beginning of this season of, of Corso and Catone, uh, you, you definitely get a, a shot at seeing uh, – these two, you and uh, Mark, kind of really go at what the draft means to you guys. So that'd be exciting for everybody to see out there is, is what what that means and how you guys kind of le- get like kids in a candy store or Christmas Day, you know what I mean, with the draft, especially hoping, <laughs> hoping that uh, Belichick does his job, you know. Yeah, and starts listening to some of the damn scouts instead of mm. some of his buddies in uh, in college. Starts so, listening yeah, to you guys. Yeah, he should listen to us. You yeah. know, I mean, you know. Well, I'm going to show in, in this show. Uh, if we have a second, I'm, when we get to the next segment, I'm going to put up the. Uh, I want to show you what my war room looks like. Okay, what my draft war room looks like, Mark and I, that we're doing this every year, and this would be from last year. But I'm, you know, if I can. In a second, I'll 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 put it up on the screen. Well, maybe we get to oh, the yeah. next segment. We start talking about the the Patriots, but. Getting into what we talked about on the front side um, with the Celtics, Celtics, Joe. I mean, listen, they're on their own streak right now. Um, yeah. You know, they won six in a row. Six, right? Yeah. So they, you know, they've beaten the Knicks now. Okay. Let's talk about some of these opponents now. You know, the, and this is where you may get into, you know, which streak is a little more impressive, the Bruins, the Celtics, and what do we mm. think, who think we think will go further, farther. But you know, they've, they've beat the Knicks, which is no great feat. Um, Minnesota, although the, you know, the Knicks are making run, they, they are winning some games and making a run. Um, they beat Minnesota. Um, mm, yeah. you know, they've beaten Denver, although Denver, and I'm looking up the, I want to see the stats they, too. With, I want to see the standings. Now? The Denver was, Denver was shorthanded. Yeah. Um, at that time they were missing, they were missing a couple of guys. Um, but, and I'm right now I'm looking at the, uh, yeah, the Knicks are just uh, the Knicks are creeping right behind Boston right now. They're both eight and a half games out of first, which forget first. But, you know, both of them are sitting that they're five and six and they're, and they're tied up right now. So the Knicks yeah. and the Knicks are nipping at their heel. So they beat the Knicks, beat Minnesota, Denver shorthanded. But then they won that that West Coast run where Portland, they took they beat. That's a quality win yeah, yeah, against Portland. The Lakers. And listen, the Lakers is always a quality win if you're Boston. But I get it. No, no LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, no. And we're going to talk about if, I want to talk about that game for a second, because something really pissed me off in that game. A oh, lot. Let's hear it. But, let's hear it. The good stuff. You know, the Lakers, they beat uh, who were clearly shorthanded and then Golden State. You know, I yeah. feel like Golden State last Saturday, they beat them. Um, and I know Curry had 49 points. Tatum checked, checked out with with 44 of his own. But they they held them in check most of the game. And they you know, it, it was back and forth. And. You know, at the end, Tatum really shined and, and they won that game. So, look, they're doing the things that they they're getting back to doing some of the things that they've been doing. I see some more yeah. ball movement now. I see them playing defense. I see them getting back on defense. We talked about last week. I didn't like the deal, um, you know, where they had to uh, they had to re- release a, a trade off Tice because of the contract, mm. because of who, who they brought in. But I tell you, um, 
now that I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the lineup. It seems to be shaping up like a like a a, 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 a good basketball team up and down the lineup should. Yeah. But here's the thing. So the question is, are we buying into this team? Joe? Yeah, I was just going to say that's that is the ultimate question. Uh, are they? And here's the here's the, the the true question is, are they the Celtics? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? When we go all the way back to to our Celtics upbringing, you know, Celtics starting with Larry lore. Bird and, and, and such. And then, you know, see, when, when Garnett and Pierce had their run, it, yeah. they became the Celtics again. It was like, oh, okay, that was a whole – and this is that new situation where you're going – and I feel like they've been trying, they've been trying, they've been trying and not catching up to being that team. Uh, not the team of old, but like the Celtics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they that the, team? The looking up at the rafters and seeing the yeah. bands and seeing the team and seeing the retired players yeah. and number thirty three and 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 and, and uh, you know and um, what the hell's the matter with me? Parish you know, and, and, and Parish and, and Mikhail and, and those and, guys and, and, and the coach. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Casey you know? Jones, Casey Jones, God rest his soul. Yeah. Um. But yeah, listen, and then you can even go back, uh, Russell. That's what I'm thinking of. Russell, Bill Boozy, Russell, and, and, and in those times, those those they were the Celtics too yeah. at that point. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that's you what know, I'm saying. I, I get it. You you get into different eras, and a team turns on the Celtics lore, the Celtics yes. mystique. mystique. That's that's the best you know? way to call it. the mystique of of what they were and what they and you're are. Right when you call yeah, you're the right. Celtics. I mean, it, it looks like they're trying to find that. Um, and they haven't. And Ainge is trying to push the buttons. And you thought it was you thought it was in that when when, when they got those picks and they basically traded off Garnett and Pierce to uh, uh, sorry Pierce to Brooklyn. Mm. You thought that was the dead that Brooklyn was dead at that point. And here come the Celtics now with all the picks and you know Tatum, uh, you know Brown. These guys come in, they're young and so on. And and then now it's sort of kind of fizzled a little to the point of you know it gets to the point of saying, well, okay, is this team going to get broken up at some point or are they going to take the next step? So the question now for this year is, you know, are we buying into them? Mm. So am I buying into them? I, you know, I'm starting to, yeah, you know, I'm still, I'm still skeptical because against real, real good teams, you know, when, when they look, when they, they're not going to beat Brooklyn. I, you know, I just, if Brooklyn's kicking on all cylinders, I just can't see Boston. I just can't see, but I can't see anybody. Honestly, I can't see anybody beating Brooklyn. Even, even the Lakers at full, at full steam. Yeah. I just can't see them beating Brooklyn at this point. The the Sixers, you talk about the Sixers, can't see them beating Brooklyn. Milwaukee, mm. no, I don't see it now. I can tell you that because I feel like Boston's going to, going to end up fourth in the conference. You know, behind yeah. Milwaukee, Brooklyn, yeah, and Philly, say. that's where I think they're going to end up. So I think, I think they can beat Milwaukee. Okay, mm. I do. I really think they can beat Milwaukee. I think they can match up okay against them. Brooklyn, I just I don't see it happening. And the nah. Sixers, the Sixers are an interesting situation because if they draw them, I'll tell you what, I, I'd rather see them playing the Sixers than Brooklyn. Because I think they, I think they'd have a better matchup. I think they'd be able to. They, they, that's that's a t, that's a series. I think they can win. Yeah, you know. But Brooklyn, and do you ever no. look at it as the way I usually look at these teams? Um, you know, they're professionals. I get it. I know what they're supposed to do. I know what they get paid to do. 
But at the end of the day, they're a human being, right? And so, you know, there's those moments where, you know, you win, you lose, you win, you lose. And are there those guys in the team who hate losing so much so that they're going to put the team on their shoulder again, you know, and take them to, through the, to and through the playoffs and beat a team like that? You know, or is it, you know, do you look at teams like that? Do you just expect them to do their job and because they're a professional, because they have that athlete professional title, even though we know that they're, you know, it's, it's almost like they step onto the court as a professional and that's, we, we just assume now they should just be the best always. And we forget that they're basically still a kid. They're, they're in their twenties. You know what I mean? And, and early, and how good early twenties and how good were you? In your early twenties, at any stage, I was damn anything. good, man. Are you yeah. kidding me? I was freaking. But like the idea it. of being professional, where it's like, oh, you're, yeah. you're supposed to hit every shot and and, and block every uh, every block, you know, whatever it is, you know, and you forget that they're human still, and they have to, you know, they run out of steam, they, you know, whatever it is, and, or or they play into like the the cancel culture as far as like you know tweets and things like that that stupid stuff that they all all of them do off the court or off the field whatever their brand their brand but it's and so like they lose a piece of themselves in in into the game as a player yeah yeah you know what i mean and so it's like you forget that you gotta you gotta win for this team this is your your boss <laughs> you know what i mean you're gonna win right. you're gonna play the game as as a pro you get and paid you, you're getting paid but like do you ever feel that they they're uh <laughs> Like they forget that they're human. Like uh, the you talking about the the fans and the people. Both, forget? I think both. You know what I mean? The fans, well, look, yes, I mean, but 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 as far as like the the team and like the player themselves, uh, do you well, look at you, you yeah. personally look at them and 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 expect them to always win, or do you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt that you know they make mistakes and they can be human? It's a hot listen. It's a that's a difficult question. And it's a hard, it's a hard, um, it's a hard thing to answer. And it, it's based, it, you really have to look at it from perspectives. Okay. Yeah. And so when you're looking at it, it depends. Now I played, I played football at a pretty high level. I mean, played at college. I played semi-pro, but, and so one, okay. As a player, how do you look at yourself? And I can only take, you know, my, my upbringing in sport, my, you know, how I was trained and, and raised to play, the, play the game. Um, and it's not for me to really to really tell anybody else how they should do things. However, I will say this: the way I mean, the way I looked at it Are is you sure it's about some, that. Eh, <laughs> Although Mark and I try to do a pretty damn good job of doing that every friggin' week, tell everybody how they should think and how yeah. they should react. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, but I'll tell you this: it's a, it's a, it's a great question. I look to me as a player. Okay, there's two things. You know, you know that. As a professional athlete, you know you're getting paid to do a job, and you know you're mm. getting paid well. And listen, the money, the amount of money, that's really immaterial. I mean, a lot of people will make it about the amount, but yeah. it's really not. I mean, it really has nothing. I mean, if you're getting paid a hundred dollars, are you getting paid a hundred million dollars? You know, people seem to 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 place to place effort on dollars and cents. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's that 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 completely takes the human element out of it. He completely takes it out of it. Yeah. So if you're a professional athlete, the way I look at it like this and say, OK, to me, it is easy as an athlete to fall into the trap of I'm not a real person. Mm. You know, I'm not a real human. I'm, I'm not 
I can't think the way other people do. I can't feel the way other people feel. I have to basically put all those things aside. I can't, I'm not allowed to take them to work. I have all the eyes on me. There's so much pressure to leave it at home. The, the human element. Mm. And you sometimes can understand why these guys, once they get off the court field, you know, uh, and that they, that they sometimes kind of lash out or just explode. I got, and they just get into all types of trouble and they do all kinds of things. It's like getting let out of a frigging cage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just going out and doing things because sometimes I think that that constraint and that confining, that confining frigging element or, or, or atmosphere that they mm. feel of, I can't be a human being. I have to be an athlete because all eyes are on me and they're and they're paying me. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think, I think players feel that. I think they truly feel that. And sometimes I think it eats, it, it eats at them to a degree where it completely crushes them and they can't do their job. So right. yeah, I think that that's a factor. Okay. But they also think there's the flip side of it too, where the egotistical arrogant behavior of, and it can happen all the way down to kids. Oh yeah. Kids that, I mean, I see it. I see it. I see it with my own team that are 14 years old, you know, where they drink their own Kool-Aid, you know, and they sit there and, and think, well, you know, my shit doesn't stink. I, I can play. I can play with anybody. And the profession, if you're a professional athlete, you pretty much have been pampered in sports your whole life. I mean, you don't just become a professional athlete. That's identified pretty damn early in your oh, life. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, you're, you're a person that gets the nod, gets the grade, gets things given to them, gets things, you know, that, that other kids don't, people don't have to do that right. you get to do. So it's very easy on the flip side of that. And I don't mean to get into this whole discourse on it, but since you asked the question, well, it's very well, easy, Joe, it's easy as an athlete to go the other direction and say, who the hell do you think you are? You know how much I make? You know yeah. who the hell I am? I signed 15 autographs today. Did, how many mm. autographs did you sign? Now, the que the reason why I asked this question was, uh, you know, getting to your point of the original, your original question about this, this team, you know, getting through and, and being able to beat teams like, let's say, uh, you know, Golden State and such, or the Lakers with everybody there, you know, when they get to that point, and, and this question kind of follows in going, yeah, all right, so everything that you just said when they get to that point in either or whichever side you were just talking about in that human element i always look at some teams and say you know i don't i try not to forget about that and when that situation comes in they're playing the playoffs or getting to the playoffs or, or trying to make a run to the playoffs you go hopefully they have you know, one or the other, and they're playing as a team, or if they have that guy that's like, you know, my shit don't stink, then it's like, well, if it doesn't, then you're getting, you're getting paid this, you better be making the shots, all of them. You know right. what I mean? And when you're not, then it's like, then what happens? Then who's who answers the questions there? That's you know, that's basically where I was going with that. Oh, we have a caller. Uh, oh. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see who this is. Oh, I believe. Hang on we one have second. On, who we have on the line? Welcome to Course with Catone. Do we hear him? I don't know. Joe, are you imagining things? Is this somebody no. on the line right now? There was I'm somebody really on the sure. line. Obviously, okay, well, listen, like caller, if you if, if you did call in and it was cut off, if, if Joe just rudely cut you off, 
Call back. We'll get you right on. When you call back, let us know who you are. And we, we, oh. I had to come save you people. I had to come save you people. You're dying over here. Kill it. He's killing it. <laughs> he made it back. Ladies and, and gentlemen, Marcatone. And, and here is Marcatone. Joe, don't go anywhere. You're staying right on here for the, oh, yeah. for the duration oh, yeah. anyway. So, Beautiful. Mark, well, welcome in, Mark. You, you, you can, you know, I, 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 hope, I hope everything went well. And yeah, you're joining wonderful. us midway to Joe. See, see how nervous he got. See yeah. how nervous he got about you He's taking like, that job. Know, I got to get in there. I got to get in there. He's making some good points. Mark, what we're talking about, what we're talking about right now. I is, had to come save you, Corso. I'm not worried about you. <laughs> what we're talking about now, and, and and it brings it, we're talking about as it relates to the Celtics. And Joe asked a very, very good question. And that's, you know, that is the psyche of these players. You know, when they're making the tons of money the way they are, is it easy for, we know it's easy for the fans to forget that they are human beings. We get yeah. that. I mean, we understand that. The fans are unreasonably ridiculous at times, you know, with not mm-hmm. seeing these guys as human beings and maybe even management too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But as a player yourself, you know, how you see yourself, you know, Joe, to your point, I, I, there's a thing I tell these guys, my players, okay, on my team, because I got to tell you, Coming off an undefeated season in the fall, and we're currently undefeated as well going into the playoffs. So you're talking about these kids haven't lost a game since December of 2019. That's okay. awesome. So at 14 years old, 13 at the time, most of them at the time of last fall, it's it's really easy. And I'm dealing with it with a few guys. It's really easy to drink your own Kool-Aid and start to think your shit doesn't stink, you know? Yeah. And yeah, but, so but, what you, I, but you want something. Yeah, they what won, these, of course. These, yeah, well, what have these guys in the Celtics ever won? Well, they haven't, but the point is the psyche. But <laughs> what Rob, the hell you, have you, they ever won? They, they, but, but, they you know, but you know that doesn't matter to them. I mean, you know, you no, know, I to know. them, they're but, getting that money. They have the endorsement. They got a yeah. subway deal. OK, and they've arrived. So so what I tell these kids is this. I said, look, guys, I know a lot of coaches would say to you, don't be arrogant. Don't be cocky. Don't be, you know, overconfident. I don't tell them that. I say, guys, you know what? I have no problem with you being any of those things. Okay. You want to walk around a school with your jersey on and you want to tell everybody how great you're doing and how great it is and all that. Do it because here's the life lesson. Okay. And I I tell them this. Here's the life lesson. You look like a real jackass. Okay. If you're walking around like that and then you show up on Saturday and get your face kicked in. Okay. You do that and you don't back it up. That arrogance goes away pretty damn quick and people start to not take you serious really, really fast. So if you want to be that way, understand that's a very adult way to behave. If you want to behave that way, you have to understand that on the other side of it, you better show up and you better turn that arrogance into focus when it's time to do it, when it's Mm. time to work. And the great ones can do that. And Mark, I don't know. And Joe, I don't know if we're not there yet with the Celtics. Look, Perk, talk about this. I mean, Perkins, you know, you talk about Tatum, okay? Mm. And and it does seem like he's has a fire lit under his ass since Perkins called him out. So so and that mock, that's going to bring me to the next question about the coach too. But for those of you who don't know, Kendrick Perkins, who does pay, the um, Celtics post game show, and we're way over, but Celtics post game show and pregame, and he also does ESPN stuff. Um, he tweeted out calling out Tatum on his leadership. Okay, 
to the point, to the degree, and you could tell the respect level that Tatum must have for him because he called him. He actually called Perkins to discuss it with him. Since that time, Tatum scoring his points. He's got his 50. He's got his 44. He's got his 30s. He, you know, he has, I don't think he scored under 30, you know, in the last few games. But he's also being a facilitator. He's also trying to be a leader and all that. So, Mark, Joe, I don't does should it take that with athletes? Is that the human element we're talking about that we should we we're sitting there saying it shouldn't take that to motivate you. But then does that does that do what we're saying? Does that basically take the human element, and treat them like robots? What do you think? I don't know. You got to light the fire somewhere, you know? I mean, with the, the whole first half of the season, uh, you guys have talked about the Celtics and the Bruins and, and you know, some of these teams that are just kind of like lackadaisical getting to the point, winning. And you got to do something, you know. I don't know about calling them out on, like, Twitter, though. I don't know about that. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right, right thing to do. Yeah, I know, but that's your teammate. You know, you, you should have called him, you know what I mean? Disgusted. Yeah. Say, listen. Well, I mean, they're not teammates, the slack. And, but you know, but no, yeah, I know. I, I, I understand. It. Well, Mark, I yeah. mean, what do you? I mean, what do you think? I mean, you th- do you think that 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 because that could bring you back to Stevens, Mark? Then shouldn't well, Stevens be the guy that should gonna, be able well, to do that? That was going to be my question. Isn't that the coach's job to motivate no. the play? So then, where do you stand on that? No, I, I mean, I don't think you can can get these guys motivated anymore. So if it takes Kendrick Perkins. Listen, listen, Tatum, Tatum, Chris, has been notorious for needing to get somebody to get up his, his, for lack of a better word, his ass. Because when he was in college, one game, uh, Mike Krzyzewski walks in the locker room. He's got like two points. I forget who they were playing. And he throws his small, his suit jacket on the ground and says, Tatum, what the hell are you doing? He said, and, and he made a fool out of him in front of the locker room. Tatum came out in the second half and scored 30 points. Yeah. So, so, so. Can Stevens not do that? I I don't know if that's in Stevens' well, DNA. He, well, yeah, and I don't know if that's in his DNA, Chris. You see him on the sideline. Perkins must have heard that story. Oh, I'm sure Perk heard that story. I'm sure he did. <laughs> well, if it takes a retired player, retired former Celtic player, champion, and once you're a Celtic champion, mm. you know what? That does, it's like being a champion for the Yankees. Once A Rod got his ring, he there, nothing he can do wrong over there. Nothing Reggie Jackson could nobody, nothing any of those guys can do wrong. And the same thing with the Celtics. You they, you know, so when Perkins calls you out, it's like Bird calling you. It's like any of those guys calling you out. You know, maybe not Bird, but you know, it's 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 like he would be guys. the one. He would be the only one I would expect to call somebody out because he was the notorious for that. He used on, to do on the court, off the he used court. To do it during the playoffs. Yeah, I know. But again, so, yeah, I, this calls into questions. I mean, the question you asked, we can talk about for hours. I mean, this but this calls into question to me, the coaching, the leadership of this team right now, because, you know, again, it takes a former a retired player to bring you to bring you out of your shell. Mark, it goes back to what we talked about before is this. They're going to need more to win something. This guy, they're not. I don't think this team unless he grows up, this is not going to get it done. They're going to have to get that third wheel, that second wheel even. To, to get it done. So, yeah, I mean, he's played, they're playing better. And the question and I asked at the beginning of this segment, and Joe, I'll ask you first is, you know, what, which, which streak then is more impressive to you, the Bruins or the Celtics at this point, and which team you think can get further? Yeah, I think that I definitely think that at this point would be the Celtics because they need that. They, I think they need that sort of, uh, that light to kind of get it going and, and, find their way in because I 
so there's something about basketball that just kind of gets it, it it in and of itself takes on that excitement that sort of game you know what i mean and i don't think hockey really does that for i know i know hockey hugely popular even nascar is hugely popular but even people on this <laughs> this uh, panel right here certain one uh, you know i'm not really huge on hockey as far as like the the excitement of of that part and but i know that i know that sort of sport is exciting i've seen it firsthand you know so i, I it definitely is exciting but for some reason basketball i think kind of draw it, it takes the draw for that sort of excitement and and getting to the playoffs a team like that you know what i mean i don't know mark well mark, i mean do you, you, you know which one you think is more you know what's the more impressive of the two who's going to get further well for this short period of time chris i think believe it or not if you look at the records of the teams they've beaten i mean probably just because the Celtics did beat a couple of playoff teams in that run, they beat Denver, they beat Utah, Portland. and I know in Portland, and I know you know a couple of guys have dinged up, but but the Celtics did beat playoff teams. I mean, the Bruins are beating middle of the road teams, right? Teams that are probably in the same. Though. Washington's a good team, yeah. Washington's a good team, but they're beating teams that are probably they should be beaten, right? Uh, yeah. I'm I'm thinking, but I will say this, Chris, I think the whole trade did provide a spark. Oh yeah, we talked definitely about that. In the the, yeah, definitely provided the spark. But yeah. who's going to go further in the playoffs? You might be surprised by my answer, Chris, because I think in hockey, you can put together it. I know you're shaking your head already. I'm not even done. No, you're already shaking I, I, your head. I, listen, I'm in agreement with you. I think in hockey, Chris, you can go on a run just with a couple of hot guys. I don't know if you can do that in the NBA. Right. The Bruins conceivably, Chris, if they get on their game and the veterans can get can can motivate this team and God forbid Rask gets hot, which I don't think he will. But if he does, I'm not saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Don't get me wrong. But before you play a team that it can actually beat you, you might be in the semifinals or finals of the conference. The Celtics are going to have to, Chris, at some point before Brooklyn will probably bump play Philly. I don't yeah. know. I, so I don't think I think the furthest Boston can get is the Eastern semis. I don't think Boston can get to the finals of the East. Maybe they can. I, I just don't think they can. See, I think they I think that they can beat Philly. I don't think they, I don't think anybody can beat Brooklyn. No, 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 no. They're not gonna beat Brooklyn, but I'm saying I don't know if they can even get to the I'm, I'm assuming Brooklyn's the finals of the East, Chris. I don't no, know if yeah, they can get too. by the semis. Maybe they can. I'd love to see them play Brooklyn just to play them, but I don't know. And here's my answer, and then Joe will get the break. Um listen, my answer is this. It's it's dual. I think the Celtics run right now is a little more impressive to me um, at this moment. But I also agree with you that I think that I think the Bruins can go further. I mean, I just think they can go further because I think it's going to be impossible for any any of them. Utah, the Lakers, Portland, uh, the Sixers, Milwaukee. Nobody is going to beat Brooklyn when they're on their game. Nobody's going to beat them. And so to me, I think Boston's got an opportunity just like you do. So listen, on the other side, then we've gone about 35 minutes over. On the other side, we're uh, we're going to talk about the Pats a little bit. We're going to talk about a little bit about the draft. I want to show you guys, uh, Mark and I, uh, War Room, and we want to get to baseball, too, in our last segment. Mark's got some things I know to talk about. Mark, welcome back. Uh, It's nice to have both of you on the panel tonight. It looks good. It feels good. More after this. How do I 
get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce. But you don't have anyone that's gonna give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we want to always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with more Corso and Catone and Joe joining us as well. There yeah. you go. <laughs> there it is. There that it was is. for Mark coming back in. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got to tell you guys, I enjoy this. Joe, I like and I enjoy having you over here and 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 some Friday some comedy because you know Mark, he provides. Joe, you come um, you come up with some nice philosophical thoughts on, on some I of think, this man. stuff. Yeah. You and I certainly aren't philosophical because oh, we're degenerates. Not, That's we're why. Degenerates. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we are just degenerates anyway. OK, so we're back in. I want to talk a little bit about um, the Pats and, you know, OTA started what yesterday, Mark? They uh, they started in and and, yeah. and I Mike Reese reported that um, Cam Newton was leading the charge. I wouldn't say, you know, any other players that were there, but he talked about uh, Cam Newton leading the charge, coming in and working. Look, that's no I mean, that's no story. You know, I mean. Cam, we know Cam Newton's going to come in and, 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 and practice. We know he's going to work. You know, I mean, he hasn't, I don't, he, he coming since coming in here, he hasn't shown, I don't think he's shown much of in his career that he wasn't willing to work. No. You know, I mean, that's we know that's going to happen. And, you know, you still hear the morons continue to say, I mean, look, we went through last week, Mark, and talked about Tom House and how he broke down Newton and what his ability is and what he thinks he could do coming out. And you still get the guys that say, he just can't. You and I have said it, too. He can't throw a football anymore. He can't throw a football. But that's that's such a simplistic thing to say. OK, I mean, we say it pissed off after games because after those games, he couldn't throw a football during those games. The fact that he couldn't throw a football, does that mean he won't be able to throw a football again? Hey, you know what? Let me ask you, I'm going to jump in just, just to throw this one at you. Say, you know, uh, Peyton Manning couldn't throw a football either the end and at the end and he still won a championship so you know if belichick puts the people point, in place mark. i think he could do it <laughs> mark i'm sorry cut you off no it's a good point mark you know it is yeah, it is it's a good point so mark i mean can, you know is this guy gonna be able yeah, to but throw? man and chris couldn't throw the football the last five games right the four or five games the defense carried him but the first half of that season he could throw the ball right yeah. it was like the playoff run and maybe like they rested him. Remember, he didn't play the last two games of the regular season that year. And then in the playoffs, they just the defense just carried him. Joe's right; he couldn't throw the ball. I mean, he, the defense carried him. They ran the ball. He he made it. What even that game they beat New England? What did he, we made two passes the whole game, but they won the oh, game. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was awful. And 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 and, and had the moron kick hit the field goal, hit the extra point. We would have probably won the game. Well, that game goes into overtime, and you saw Manning. Listen, he every time Manning, you know, anytime Manning ever went to the bench. After a series, he's got his head in the book. He's sitting on the bench. He's looking at things. No, 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 no. Not when not when Brady was bringing them down the field at the end. He knew there. if they tied it, he was done. He was on the sidelines watching what was going on because he knew that if they went and got that two point conversion, they were done. They were Denver done. was Joe, 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 Joe's right. He couldn't throw the ball five yards downfield. That, in that game, the, no. the end of the game is almost it was wiped. They, they might have had to put him on the bench, Chris, because I don't know if he could have ruined overtime. But he's right in saying. He ended up winning the championship, though. He did. He won a Super Bowl against Cam Newton. 
They did. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I just don't think, Chris, here's my take on this. I just find it hard to believe that a Hall of Fame coach would bring the guy back knowing this guy, if things don't fall the way we think they could possibly fall in the draft or whatever, this guy could be my starting quarterback. How I just don't know how Belichick would bring back a guy that can't throw the football, but maybe he can't. I don't know. Well, look, and, and this I'm, is this is this is what lead, this is the leads me to the next question. That okay, look, you know how irritated I get at the flagship. Okay, oh, I get really pissed clicks. off at the well, they're getting worse and worse because they, they could take any any chance to take a shot at Belichick. And listen, I'm going to tell everybody out there again. I'll be the first guy to take a shot at Belichick. I could care less. Okay. If he's going to get called out on the mat, I'm going to be the first one to call him out. That's fine. But what I keep hearing is the same thing. This guy can't throw the football. This guy can't throw the football. I, I agree. He could not throw the football during the season. Couldn't do it. Couldn't happen. Didn't happen. Now you have experts coming out saying experts. Now quarterback experts coming out and saying, look, I've looked at this guy. I've gone through his rehab. I've looked at the extenuating circumstances and I'm telling you this guy can be repaired. He can get back to where he was throwing the ball before. No, Murray, so maybe, Murray, Murray knows more than the act. Those, those, those. Oh yeah, he knows more than Tom House. They didn't yeah, even, listen. Does. They didn't even bring Murray that does. up. They didn't Murray. even talk about that on the show. How can you not even talk about that? It was an interview he did with Curran, who's involved in your station. Because they 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 only bring up what what pays credence to to, to their ridiculous takes. Well, and 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 it just goes to say. And once again, I heard it the other day. They talked about. Okay, um, the, 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 he Belichick's just going on the cheap. That's all he wants to do. So, you know, they, they're being smart asses saying, oh, yeah, you know, you're just going to we're just going to wait around. We're going to wait around and just get the cheapest guy there. That's how we're handling this. So the question I have, Joe, Mark, what who should he have gotten so far? Like they haven't even gotten to the draft yet. And they're making these criticisms about what he's just trying to do it on the cheap. Now, we all agree that we all agreed that. You had to bring Newton back because you needed the face. You needed the guy that's respectable in the league. You couldn't get you weren't going to sign these free agents with Stidham sitting there in your camp. You had to have somebody no. to be able to do that. So what I want to know is why are you dogging this guy right now about the fact that, you know, he's just trying to go on the cheap when they haven't gone through the draft yet. And the, 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 the obvious question I have for both of you is then who who should they have brought in? Because these jackasses said they should have brought in Alex Smith. And he just retired because his leg's about to fall off. So you tell me who the Listen. hell, Mark, Joe, who should they brought in? I have a question, though, for you guys, because all all uh, this season long, are, we've been talking about this sort of scenario. And a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of those flagship, flagship stations have also said um, in the past that Belichick is playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. And, and the question I've, and you guys, guys have not brought this up as far as that's concerned. And, and I, my question to you is that if he's playing chess, what would be his move in this situation? Because that means that he's not even worried about Cam Newton. He's worried about the next five years and what, and what would be a plan. It's like, but Bill, you got to still win. <laughs> the next season to get to those those years still. So how can you be playing chess or what move would he be making as a chess move in this situation coming draft day and keeping Cam Newton or, or 
putting Cam Newton as a starter. You know what I mean? I know that kind of asks the same sort of question you asked, Chris, but it's also kind of like trying to get into the, the mindset of Belichick and going. I give he, it to Mark. He, yeah. I think, Chris, that he's going to end up. I still, I still believe on draft night. Do not be shocked if the trigger day, is pulled. Day one. On Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Don't. I, I still don't. I still think Garoppolo will be a New England Patriot before the start of the season. I just, at what, the, at they, the end they, of the draft. By the at, end of draft. By the end of the draft one. night one, Chris. How, what is San Francisco going to do with a twenty-five million dollar quarterback and in, in, in the third pick of the draft that they're going to have to pay another bonus money twenty? That's like fifty, sixty million dollars. They're not going. They can say whatever they want. They're never ever going to be able to. Uh, keep those two guys on the roster if it's an impossibility. It's an impossibility. I don't care what they say. No owner is going to do that. There's no way. Because we talked about that's real money. That's real that's money. Real. Of course it is. So, yeah. so yeah, that's, it, that's what tells me these flagship guys are so dumb, right? That they actually think that they're going to keep Garoppolo on the roster in the third pick of the draft. So they're going to carry $50, $60 million in real money for one year. You, you, right, you think Garoppolo is going to teach this kid how to be a quarterback in the NFL? Really? That's ludicrous, Chris. It's ludicrous. If it's not New England, Garoppolo's going somewhere the night of the draft. Maybe Belichick does, does good. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't come up with the package they want. But Garoppolo was going somewhere by the end of the first round of the draft. You watch. There's no way he's staying in San Francisco. Who else yeah. does Bill check have in his pocket? Does he have any other teams that that sort of deal with him? Well, listen, he, he, he do a sidewinder deal. Well, unless I mean, your, you know, unless your scenario somehow raises its head, Chris, and, and Watson gets busted out of there. Which, well, you look, look. I mean, you know, I, 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 I told you before. I just don't I know if any. I just don't know if anyone's going to touch Watson. Right that, now. That's the scenario I would want. I would like to see because, again, I told you before, it has nothing to do with the situation that's happening. When you look at it from a football standpoint, look. I, like I said, I'll let somebody else make those decisions. Somebody else has to decide whether or not he should be plucked from society or plucked from the game of football and taken away. That's not for me to decide. It's not for you two to decide or anybody else. We don't get yeah, to make but those doesn't decisions. It play a part, doesn't it play a part in the mindset of, let's say, the quarterback and the owner, knowing that like this guy's mind is on all this nonsense going on about him outside of this with the potential of, I don't know, going to jail maybe or a yeah, lawsuit. But, it won't. but then your owner... And you guys are just talking about the real money going, I don't want to deal with that. They Kraft didn't want to deal with that with Antonio Brown. He let him go immediately. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, and, and, you know, it's one of those things. I agree with you, Chris, but it's also kind of like one of those things where you're like, do they need yeah, to but you know what? You deal, deal with that. You deal with don't deal with this, that stuff. You deal with it for this long, okay, mm. for this long. You know, it just depends on the on the, on the cost benefit analysis of it all. But but look, getting yeah. back to the, the 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 chess versus checkers thing. Yeah, Mark, look to me. You know, and we're gonna go over this next Tuesday for sure. They've been because I think if I think you're dead right. If if it's Mac Jones at three, okay. I don't this, think it's gonna be Mac Jones. I think it's gonna be Fields. Fields pro day. They said was something else. His second pro day. I, I don't think I, I think San Fran's blowing smoke up. Everybody's behind. I think they're taking fields. I don't know about that. I think I think we'll I think that I think that we'll I see. think they'll take. But listen, if it is Jones. See, what I think New England is going to do, OK, is something that's completely out of character. You know, they've been sniffing around pretty damn good at field. They've been sniffing around at Trey Lance. 
Okay, I yesterday. New, I don't think New England wants Mac Jones, Chris. No, 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 no. I'm saying to you, if Jones goes to to San Fran at three, I see New England pulling off that move. In addition to that, okay, because I, you know, but I don't see them giving up the one to do it. They're not going to do that with Garoppolo. No. What I also no, see. No, but I don't think San Fran's going to get a one. San Fran knows that. No, not, they're not going to get a one. Look, San Fran's looking for a two, Chris. That's but here's, here's what I will tell you. I also see New England doing something like this, and then they'll have one of the best quarterback rooms in football. They pull a move like that. I still think if Lance and Fields are available past three, they're coming up. They're going to come up and take one of those guys. They don't sniff around just to sniff around. Yeah. They're, they're going to come up well, and take they, one of those two guys. They, they and I'm that, starting to do, think Lance. Do, well, if they do that, Chris, they're not taking, they're not going to get Garoppolo. Well, but, but here's, here's what I'll tell you. I don't put that past Belichick at all. I don't put it past Belichick to say, you know what? We're going to come up, not take fields, take Lance. Okay. For the future, for what we can be, he can develop into. Because everybody you talk to or talk about and talk that, that examines this guy says the same thing that two, three years down the line, this dude is going to be Watson. Okay. And so if that's the case, then why wouldn't you want to have Garoppolo and Cam Newton in your quarterback room? Why not? Yeah, yeah. You want to give the give the give the starting position to whichever guy wins that job. Okay. Meanwhile, you got great leadership in that in that in that room. You got Super Bowl experience in that room, and you now taken the worst quarterback room in football and made it one of the best quarterback rooms in football. And that's what Belichick's about. Belichick is about creating competition, okay, and creating the best room per position that he can create. And that would do it. It'd be giving up a ton to do it, but it would be doing something like that. And I can look, I can see him doing something like that. And the and, and the last thing I'll say about checkers and chess is this. These kid, these guys that keep talking about for years, he's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. Hey guys, he didn't forget how to play chess. He didn't forget. He's still playing chess. And for anyone out there who thinks number that he's 12, forgotten, number, listen, and, number twelve knew how to play chess. Yeah, he did know how to play chess. You're right. Okay, but anybody who thinks, okay, that Belichick, it's all Brady, and Belichick is no. shit now because he doesn't know how to play chess anymore. Go back and watch a football life where they chronicle 2009. Okay, you go back and watch that video and you tell me after watching that if it was all Brady or all Belichick or a combination or what you think of Belichick. This dude didn't forget no, what he's already what, you knows. Know what, you know what it is, Chris? You know what he's dealing with, too, now, though? He's dealing with the fact that that Brady went to an organization which the coach, let's face it, no one, no one's saying it publicly now because they won the Super Bowl. But listen, Arians is a cartoon well, character. Darth Vader, yeah, right? he's a cartoon character, right? We know that he's a joke. He was a complete, he's a bumbling fool, and and, <laughs> and, and Brady took him to a Super Bowl championship. So, so like in other words, think don't you miss him? Don't you miss right? him, Joe? No, <laughs> when he's not around, right? so, it, was getting, it was getting stale without so you, Mark. So think about that, Chris. Right? So, so now that's why I think it, that's people are really playing into. That yeah, well, it was more Brady just because he went to an organization with a bumbling fool as a coach and turned him into a Super Bowl champion. He's sending texts out at eleven o'clock at night the night before the game. Yeah. Well, fucking Arians, what, what was he doing? Oh, Mark, Mark, here's here's the thing. We on a delay, Mark. Sorry about that. <laughs> We're keeping it. We're keeping it, man. I know We're it's a it. P- I listen, this is I know it's a- Chris, listen. if you don't have. 
the 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 Keonis to, to stand up with that because this is Carson and Catone, the real deal. Hey, oh, the the real deal. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. We are. Oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get taken off of YouTube next week. No, no, no. We are the real. Listen, we are the real deal. And you know what? You can you can feel. People you can see it and feel it in our yeah, passion. But feel that's it. why people uh, get, get all this this craziness about well, it, but I agree with you, Chris Belichick didn't forget how to play chess by no means. I I totally agree that it was him and Brady together is what won all those. Super Mark, Bowls. think about it like this: when yeah. you go back and you back and look at that 2009, um, you know, biography or or, or you know that that uh, what they put together that compilation of that year. When you go back and look at what was going on and you saw the two of them on the sideline together, pissed off, I think it was during the Colts game where they were losing and, and Belichick's got his arms crossed like this and Brady's just standing next to him and they're talking without looking at each other and Bel Belichick's just sitting there going, <sighs> he's like just talking out loud, but too bad Brady. I just, I, I can't, I can't get these guys to do what I want them to do. He's saying, I just can't, I can't get them to do it. And Brady's saying, I know coach. And he's like, and the tougher the situation gets, the less likely we are to make a play the, you know, and, and, and that and that goes into then they're playing Baltimore and the two of them are sitting in, in Belichick's office, which, by the way, is like a, a little just a little rinky dink room with a bunch of TVs. That's what Belichick he's, you know, the mad scientist and ba Brady and Belichick sit in that room before every game during the week and they break it all down. So, Mark, when you talk about Brady going to Tampa. And calling people at eleven at night and texting people at eleven at night. Yeah, he got Who that from Belichick. Did he, got that from he get Belichick. that? He was oh, yeah. trained to do that to yeah, play chess. Course. Of course, and he he's was. the only guy that. And I'll, I'll bet you, at the end of the day, when all of dust settles and you sit Belichick down, he'll tell you flat out, and I know he will. He's the only guy that he's ever coached that could match and stay with him yeah, intellectually. Yeah, he absorbed about it. this game. Yep, he absorbed it. And that's why Tampa won the Super Bowl. Yes. I don't care what anybody says. No, you're right, Chris. You're right. So on the yeah, other yeah, side, Joe, right. get us ready. On the other side, we're going to come back. I want, you know, towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about the draft. I want to show you guys. I want to show the viewers when we preview what we're going to do next week. I want to show you guys uh, Mark and I wall room. We have that queued up. Uh, but on the other side, I want to come back. I want to talk a little bit of baseball. Uh, Mark's back in the fold here. So he's going to let us know why the Red Sox are so good. And why the Yankees aren't. More after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone. Joe, you're pulling double duty, so. Yeah. You pull double duty. Don't worry about it, you know? So, <laughs> so we're back in. Want to talk a little bit of baseball. And uh, listen, you know, Mark's our, Mark's our baseball guy, okay? Mark's our baseball guy, and the only question I'm going to ask is, I mean, we're all the three of us are, are Yankee fans, but we're talking to a Red Sox audience. And I guess we all have to admit at this point, 
Red Sox are the second. They're they're the number two team in all of Major League Baseball, and they're leading the AL. Conversely, they do this every year, though. No, they don't. Come on. Conversely, conversely, the Yankees, who they, I will say, the Yankees do something similar to this every year. It seems the Yankees are second to last in MLB and last in the AL. So, Mark, how the hell is this happening right now? <laughs> Who do you want me to start with? Red Sox. Let's start with the Red Sox. Let's start with the let's start with the New England real deal. New England feel. Well, the Red Sox, Chris. Listen, I'm going to give them credit. JD Martinez, right now. I mean, they're only what 15 games in. Totally understand it. Get it. But JD Martinez is is putting up MVP numbers. He he he's in the MVP race in the American League. He's probably leading the MVP race right now with the American League. So that's number one. So obviously they got a guy that's playing off the charts. Then you have. The catch of Vasquez, you got Debers, you got, um, you know, Bogarts. These guys are playing well. They're getting timely hits. They're playing small ball. Verdugo. Verdugo is playing really well. Even the second baseman, Kiki Hernandez, usually hits like 200. He's batting like 260, 270. And, and Chris, they're putting the ball in play. They're getting men on base and they're putting the ball in play. They're playing baseball, fundamentally sound baseball, and they, they're hitting home runs. They're doing everything. But, but they're also putting the ball in play. You know, all the so so that the closer number, too. Bonds has been Bonds has been like down, and, and, and yeah. the starting pitching, Chris, has been better than people thought. And their their bullpen hasn't been bad. I mean, it's not great; it hasn't been bad. But their, their starting pitching bullpen's been enough to get them to the eighth and ninth inning. We we out of Eno, who the Yankees gave up for nothing, hasn't played bad. And 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 Bonds, you know, has been lights out as the closer. So the Red Sox are doing things. The Yankees can't do the right little now. things, the little things, mm. the Yankees, you know, what the Yankees do Chris, the Yankees either hit a home run. Well, let's, well, let's do that. The, Flip Yankees, it to the Yankees. Now. The Yankees here's the, here's the, conversely compared to the Red Sox, the Yankees, Chris, either hit a home run, walk or strike out. What else do they do? They hit Somebody hits a home run. They walk or they strike out. There's nothing in between tonight. Yeah. It's a one, one game. They got four hits, four hits. LeMayu's got two, or Shella's got two. Guess what? The rest of the lineup is hitless. The other seven guys are hitless. Yeah. And, and so, Mark, what do you, what do you, uh, because we talked about this last week. Okay. And Joe, I know this is pissing you off too because you're, you're a Yankee fan. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but, Mark, we talked about this a little bit last week. The, their inability to, and they're just not built this way like they used well, to be in the I was 90s. I going to say that they're fundamentally, they're a flawed team. So this type of team is going to be. Um, they're well, not hitting and running. They're not bunting. They're not laying it down. And, and, and you know, not they're not the type, stealing but, bases. But they're that's not, not doing, the type of team Cashman put together. They're not going to do that. No. He put you know together, what? he no. put together murderers row. And the problem is, but Mark, listen, when it comes to the Yankees, okay, you know, they Listen, they put so much into Stan. Okay, Listen. they they went out and did that. That you know, there was another guy over there in Miami. Mm -hmm. Okay, that they could have brought in too, and they could probably have two other guys. Mark, no. Yeah. So what happened was they they went and, and why they went and got Stanton because they said, oh, we're getting them on, we're giving up nothing to get Stanton. Listen, Jeter knew what he was doing. He got rid of him because he didn't want to pay that salary. But the other guy that they could have got, Christian Yelich, who Milwaukee gets after the Stanton deal. Maybe gave up a, they gave up a little bit more than we gave up, but mm. he ends up being an MVP in Milwaukee. His game is tailor-made for Yankee Stadium. He might hit 40, he hit 40, 45 home runs in, in Yankee Stadium without yeah. question, without, with that right field porch. We went and got Stanton. 
and taking out Stanton's salary a year and a half later prevents you from going after Manny Machado and prevents you from going after Bryce Hopper because you probably could have had one of those two guys plus Garrett Cole plus Yelich. Not to mention the facts that they go, the fact that they want to go and extend Hicks. Okay. That was was a bad deal for one year, for one good year. Chris, they need a center fielder who's got speed, can steal bases, get on base like Bernie Williams used to. Remember Mickey Rivers, you know, I I mean, Mickey Rivers, you know, Mickey Rivers. Holy crap, Joe. This kid's, this guy's talking about Mickey Rivers. (laughs) Oh, did you just go to an all time, old timers (laughs) game at Yankee Stadium? Is that why you were late? Pull them all out tonight, (laughs) Bill Russell. Right? We're pulling them all out. No stops there. Chris, LeMay, you shouldn't be your leader. Should I go get my Lou Gehrig jersey? <laughs> yes. Chris, that's LeMay, a nice jersey. LeMay, you's a great hitter, but LeMay, you shouldn't be your leadoff hitter. He's batting no. leadoff out of default because they got nobody no. else to do it. Yeah, a guy that hits like him, Chris, you want him hitting two or three. You yeah. don't want him leading off. The guys with like the, the years like with years like with Knobloch and, and 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 Ricky Henderson, these guys, these are leadoff hitters, you know? This, this is not. They're just not built this way anymore. They're not built for small ball. They're not built the way you need to be built to win, to win, to win. But do you think you think that that has now we go back as far as we can in in the last winning seasons, let's say starting from like 96. Right. And then the tapered off and the coach and the manager right now. And I like Boone, but it's also kind of like, do you think it matters that a catcher? is a manager more so than any other player on the team when they become a, a coach, the manager, uh, you know, player to a manager. Absolutely. Think that makes a difference. I do. I absolutely. Right. I absolutely think that. Yeah. Because when you're, when you, when you're a catcher's like a, a catcher's like a quarterback, you know, right. I mean, when you're out there catching, you're, you're, you have to understand every facet of the game. It isn't just calling the game. You have to understand hitters tendencies you got to watch film you got to look at their stats there's analytics involved you have to know what your you have to know what your fielders can do you have to know what their tendencies are where the ball can be and should be put in play against against what you have out in the field today mm. versus the starting pitcher that you, the pitcher that you're catching on that day there are so many things to do as a catcher that it's the natural to me it's just the natural course to then turn that into coaching, Mark, don't you think? You're, you're right, Chris. Yeah, he's like the quarterback on the field, right? So, yeah, I agree. Gotcha. And with Tori and Girardi, and I, yeah. go, I know where you're going with this, Joe. I was, Mark, I, I'm done with Boone. I'm finished with Boone. I didn't like it Boone. when they did it. Then yeah, neither did I. I, 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 I don't know. They Girardi. They, they, made the, they made that move because they said Girardi was too tough on the young guys. At the time, judging those guys were just coming up, and, and they, they wanted somebody that was more of a, you know, a player's type of manager. Well, where's that gotten you? You haven't done anything since you didn't made that move. Yeah. Mark, it speaks right? to the same thing you've talked about. It speaks to the same thing we've talked about in every damn sport, which is the makeup of the league, you know, the landscape of what the Change. professional athlete Change. is now. But no, I agree with you. This team's better with Girardi. This team would Positively. be better with Girardi or somebody like that. Positively. You know? Positively. Where did Frank Kona play? Was he a catch? What, what position did he play? You I don't remember? think no, uh, Francona wasn't a catcher. Francona uh, was either outfield or first baseman, I think. I thought he was I thought he was infield, wasn't he? Let's yeah, he was check infield. it out. He, yeah, he wasn't yeah. check it out, Joe. He wasn't he wasn't a um he wasn't a catcher though. Well, I think he's but, a good manager too. No, but, he is you know. he's absolutely a good manager. But yeah, historically catchers make good managers, and that's why. 
And that's why. And I mocked, there was no reason to get rid of Josh. I, 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 I can't stand that. Let, let's coddle the, let's coddle the young guys. Meanwhile, they're always hurt anyway. That's what that was. How many about, times but- is judge going to go on the damn D- DL? Chris, listen, and Stanton. listen, don't get me wrong. We're acting like, Hey, listen, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to probably win 90 games, 95 games, whatever it's going to be. Right. This team will hit the weather will get a little warmer in May. They'll hit, right. They're built for 162 games over the course of 162 games. This lineup will get hot. They'll get their stats, but this team in this microcosm of 15 games, this is what, this is going to be, what's going to playoff baseball. Chris is similar to this. They're not going to, the things we're talking about are what wins playoff games in World Series. That's why they can't get past the division round of the playoffs. Pitching, defense. Um, they, defensively, we're terrible, Chris. We're making errors every game. Defensively, we're terrible. Uh, the, the Sunday, I was watching the game Sunday. Hicks ought to be ashamed of himself. Hicks. They that, gave him the extension. Defense, never mind his offense, Chris. Defensively, he made one inning. He made he bobbled three balls in one inning for Cole. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you have teams like the Dodgers. Okay. Forget it. You know, look at Mookie Betts, what he did. He's on, he's basically top 10 plays every night. Yeah, he is. You know, web gems every single night. But so fundamentally, though, Chris, this team, they're not going to win unless something drastically changes. I don't think they're built to win a World Series. And I think Cashman knows it. And he's, but, but what's he going to do at this point? He says, Oh, we're going to stay the course. Well, what else is Cashman going to say? He's the one who, who kind of screwed up the lineup. Just looks very similar to Danny Ainge. Yeah. What Cashman is built here is very similar to Danny Ainge. I think they've, they've reached their, probably their peak with this particular team. And now you're going to have to mix it up in order to probably go to the next level. Just like the Celtics, Chris, are probably going to have to mix it up to go to the next level. I feel as though the Yankees are probably just about in that position. At the end of this season, They, if they end up, you know, make the playoffs, get knocked out again, they're going to have to make a decision. Something's going to have to be fixed, blown up, something. And I'm not just talking about boom. It, it's the lineup. You can't have you can't have I, five or six number four hitters. No. Three and four no. hitters. I mean, you, you just can't. You can't. Because you got Aaron, sorry, you you got Aaron Judge hitting second. It's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. And that's why national league teams are going to beat them every, if they even get that far, but, but okay. So that's where my question came from was that small ball attitude. And I I think that comes from like a a manager that has that sort of small ball uh, mentality within the game being a catcher. Now, Francona, as we mentioned, he was a first baseman. There's, there's only other couple positions that, that's also another heady job. Run the heady field, position. and it's a first baseman, and yeah. that's why third baseman sometimes kind of gets that sort of nod, and if, if not the shortstop, depending upon who's better, of course, you know who's running the infield. But having like a first baseman sort of gives that mentality, like Francona was, of managing what the rest of the field is going to do in that small ball sort of situation, the fundamentals of of. The game, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if I, I think if there was another position past catcher, you know, past catcher right. that you would look to, and I think you would look to, I mean, I played first base. I understood, yeah. you know, the thing, the mental spot that goes into that position. Marcus Sun plays first base. I, yeah, mean, I was just going to say, Chris, the catcher on his team, is exceptional, but he 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 he's the quarterback out there. He he's 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 putting people in position. He's telling people where the ball went last time. He remembers three innings before. Hey, right field last time. He's got all that in his head like a computer chip. Right. And but my son also helps to organize the infield. They 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 call plays out. It's him in the catcher. 
It's not, right. it's not, believe it right. or not, it's not, it's not the shortstop or the third baseman, believe it or not. Right. No. Well, because that's where the game is now. That's where the game is. And, and Joe, I, I agree with you. And, and, and yeah. that's why that's why Frank Cohen, you're right, managers. Joe. That's why Frank Cohen is such a good manager. You're right, Joe. So, so now the last question is, and we'll get to our final break. What, you know, which is the, which, which of these streaks is sustainable? I, I guess sustainable in the sense of is New York going to maintain this streak? You kind of answered that already, Mark. What about well, Boston? I, I don't. Well, I mean, listen, for the Boston people, what about Boston? Listen, Boston has surprised me. And, and, and looking at Boston, before the season started, I thought maybe they'd win 70, 75 games. And then I was reading maybe they'll win 80, 85. And I remember the the preseason yeah. show, I was like, they're crazy. They're not going to win the 80, 85 game. <laughs> yeah, they probably will, Chris. I, I don't know. B- believe me, I don't think Boston's going anywhere. They're not, they, if they may, they, I think Boston, if anything, if anything, this start will probably, maybe if they can sustain it a little bit, maybe they can be in, in contention for a wild card, Chris. I still think when it's all said and done, the Yankees should win this division. But, well, but Mark, you look at the you look at the the quality but the Red of Sox, But I think the Red Sox could play for a, one of the wild card spots if they continue to get pitching. Listen, we said before the season started, Chris, the Red Sox will probably hit. But I didn't think that we we laughed at their pitching. If they keep getting this pitching, they'll they'll contend for a wild card. The lineup, but Mark, the lineup. To to be fair, you know some of the lineups they're playing against right now, you know, they, they're going to face a lot better. Oh, they will. They absolutely will. They I mean, they're going to face will. a lot better. But I agree. Look, if you're a Boston fan and you, you know, you're a Red Sox fan, you got to be happy. You got to win as many of these games against these opponents that you can possibly win. Get well, as many the under the crap teams. Have, I mean, Chicago, right. the White Sox, they played. You know, that's a quality. That's a good team. You know, they got beat, but they won that Patriot Day game. They brought what eleven to four. Yeah, Chris, so they hit. Right. They're going to rack up as many wins as they can right now if they want to try to be a wild card, at least have a shot in a wild card. Because you're right, Chris, when they start to play the better teams, well, maybe you don't you don't win as many. But if you can stack up wins early against these teams, you got a shot maybe. And which would you rather do, Mark? Which would you rather do? We were talking about this earlier before you came in with the, with Boston, with the Celtics and the Bruins. Is Where would you want to hit your stride? Um do it now, win, 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 uh, like the Red Sox, and, and sort of maintain until you can kind of just get into the playoffs and just be there, and then you know hopefully catch another win right to the end, or catch that second win that gets you into the playoffs, and then you kind of just follow along well, with it. In baseball, Joe, traditionally, the last four or five years, the teams that have won the World Series are the latter of the two, which are teams that catch yeah. their wind later and they blow through the playoffs because come July and August, they just catch fire and it carries them. That typically, the last few years, Joe, has, is, is what's happened. And the team that's won the World Series, that's how they've done it. And they, that's they usually they what the Yankees early. sort of do every year. That's why I'm like, I'm never worried when they start off the season like in fourth place, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. don't worry, they're going to be there at the end. And, and they, they will, usually but, do. They will but, but you know what, Joe, there's a structural issue with this team. Yeah. I mean, it's a fundamental that 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 problem is not going away. Right. You know that that you have to be hot or you're cold mm. as a lineup. That doesn't work in the playoffs. Well, because you're going to get hot pitching in the playoffs. Then what? That's a that's a we score 11 runs in a game in the playoffs and then we don't score another run for two more games. That's yeah. how you lose a yeah. three game. That's why you lose a five game series. There it is. That's how you end up with an early exit in the MLB because 
you go hot, hot in one game, and then your bats are dead. And that's a problem. So, all right, well, listen, when we come back, okay, Mark and I, we're going to preview, um, we're going to preview the next show, talk about um, the draft, the pre-draft stuff. And I you're going to show, show your you're going to quickly show your war room. Joe, when we come back from break, we're going to go right to the, right to the screen that, that, that has that on there. We want to show the people what we do uh, and talk a little bit about the preview, all that and more right after this. How do I get to the point where I understand my passion enough to communicate it outward and dial myself in so that I can craft my own sauce? But you don't have anyone that's going to give you the right advice. Now you do. We've been discussing where we live and what areas do we want to always talk about. And really, it's startup, it's finance, and drive. We are Special Sauce Podcast. Back in with Corso and Catone and uh, you got all these fancy buttons now. I'm gonna play around with these things. So, can everybody see this right now <laughs> on the screen? Wow. Okay. Jeez. So for those for those of you um, who have been listening to Mark Mark and I for uh, I don't know eight months now. Um, on Pat's Nation and now on Corson with Catone. Look, we get into the draft. We like the draft. We we uh you know it's it's our passion, it's our hobby, along with many other things. But this is our this is this is the this is the Patriots war room in Scottsdale, Patriots draft war room in Scottsdale. Okay. And you wonder why we keep saying they should really be listening to us, okay? Because this is this is what we do. Okay. And so we we do a lot of studying. A lot of preparation, um, just like a lot of people do. And look, the draft is not an exact science. We know this. Okay. So again, flagship talks about, you know, they do that. They play this little game where they throw dots at the, at, at a uh, draft book and just, you know, highlight the person that it landed on. And, you know, as a way to say how ridiculous the draft is as how ridiculous the preparation for it is and trying to break it down and, and the ridiculousness of it. My answer to that is this, okay? If you're going to be involved in a billion-dollar organization like the NFL, you better have things like this. You better be doing things like this. You better be breaking it down. And if you're going to have any type of entertainment value in it at all, it's a, it's a lot more than just throwing, it at the, throwing something at the board and seeing what sticks. No, there's no exact science to it, but... How are you going to down the experts for trying hard, for really trying hard to gain something and to have some sort of level of expertise on how to do these kind of things? You know, Mark and I have been doing this for 20. Mark, how long? A, at least 20 years. And so we do these kinds of things and, we, you know, we hit on a lot of these and we miss on a lot of them, just like everybody else. OK, but, you know, it shouldn't take away the fun of it. And so next week, OK. The draft come the draft is 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 happening, and so what we what we're going to do on Tuesday when I come on back back on our next show, all right, is we're going to come out, we're going to talk to you guys about what our draft is going to look like, how we're going to conduct it for your benefit. We're going to have our program. We're going to come on day two of the draft. We're going to be on for the entire time the draft is 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 airing. 
we're going to be on going through every pick with you. And we're going to be on about half an hour early to talk to you about what happened in round one. We're going to chronicle what took place in round one. And then we're going to take you through rounds two and three through every single pick, give you our analysis, give you our thoughts pre-pick as to what we think each team, where we think they may go and why, and some of the needs and also relate it back to the Patriots and what that will mean for them. We'll go through the picks as they're happening live, and we'll give you our analysis to that pick and where we project them going. Mark, I'm pretty excited. You? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm waiting, ready to I go. Mean, I did miss, I did, Chris, miss the combine this year, though. I, I have to do, I do say, yeah. and I know you thought maybe that's a thing, maybe it could be a thing of the past because it, with COVID and these pro days, I, I certainly hope not. I mean, because they made that into quite an event, and I would be, that I would get a lot of work done just watching that because I, I, you know me, I was that was I was a religious fanatic watching um, the combine, and then that would lead me into my other work. But um, I think if they hold it in Texas, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they seem yeah. to not care about any of it. Yeah, they may know. have to take it out of Indy and take it to Texas. The year, the year Joe that um, Chris was out here for the draft, it was a year that we took. <laughs> Do I got to even say who we took in the I first round? I don't want to talk Chris? about that. I really don't. All right. All right. So the year we took that stiff wide receiver in the first round, <laughs> he's out here with me. So I, I was at, uh, I was running a little bit late. I have pictures of that too. I was a little bit late <laughs> coming from work and he's texting me, where the hell are you? I'm like, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there before it starts. And my wife's like, okay, what do you need, Chris? So he gets the, I need this, I need that, I need cords, I need another cord, this cord, that cord. And she said, so my son comes in and he said, what's this? He's got things everywhere. He's got tables, computers, iPads, right? And then Joe, he pulls out a bag of uh, 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 Red Hots. Red Hots. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mike and Ike. He's got more garbage on he, the table. You are letting the people really get in. Yeah. You, you yeah. are really going inside yeah. now, huh? When they, they saw have, that first shot, they in. were like, don't they have professionals to help with that sort of situation? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> hey, look, you know, it, it, it's what our passion is, and we want to bring that to you. That's what we're looking to do. We want to bring that to you, give you a little taste of what we do and what we think. And unlike the flagship, we are the real deal, New England Field. We I was just going to say, you can't bring the real deal without having that sort of situation no, happen. No, we're not throwing dots at a book. That's not what we're doing. Okay. Listen, I find it extremely hypocritical for people to criticize the whole draft process. No, I'm sorry, to criticize the draft, to criticize our picks, the Belichick's picks, and then, and then create a circus-like atmosphere, okay, in preparation for the draft and letting the people know, hey, this is like a circus. There's no rhyme or reason to it. So, but then on the other side, you want to criticize Belichick and company for not doing it right. So which one is it? So what, you want to throw we, thoughts at a board or do you want to criticize? For us, we want to show you a little bit of what they're doing. We want to show you a little bit of what an NFL team is sort of doing behind the scenes how last week we talked about how they grade team uh, players and why individual teams could have a different grade than some of the guys you're seeing on ESPN, NFL Network, because the criteria is different per team. We want to bring that to you. So we invite you in next Tuesday to hear our preview and next Friday night to hear every pick and, and get a little glimpse as to what goes on in these team war rooms. It's going to be a lot of fun. And believe me, on Friday when we pick round two, 
if it's not that one of the guys that we got on our board, you'll see how crazy we'll go, right? But the other issue is, as Chris said, we're not just throwing dots against the board. Chris is going to say to you, I had player A, B, and C that we needed. What, what, is, what is this? Like, why did we pick this guy? And I'll do the same thing. We have our own guys pick who we would take in that second round. We're not just throwing something at a board. We're going to tell you why we disagree with the pick, but who we should have taken and why and go through the analysis of the player. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, two years later, half the guys we talk about will be all pros because that, some, just, that's miraculously how it ends up. And I'm not talking first-round guys. I'm talking guys in the third, fourth, fifth round. That's uh, where that's we make, make our money. Team. Yeah, that's where you make a team. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, Mark. And, and, and again, you know, it's and, and, and when we when we disagree with a pick, we're also going to try to give some analysis and insight as to what they may have been thinking yeah. as to the guy they did select. That is contrary to what we like, think. Yeah, we're going to be pissed off. Listen, we're going to find a lot of entertainment for you. But we're year, also going to try to give you some analysis. The year that they took Harry. Chris said, hey, look, I understand why they took him. And he broke it down for me. I didn't, I totally, totally disagreed. And Chris will tell you this vehemently disagreed with Chris's analysis. But Chris had an analysis. He said, Look, this is why I think they took him. And he went through some of the stuff that Chris Chris watched him play out in Arizona. He played for Arizona State. And he said, Look, I, I think the kid can be all right. And I'm like, listen, I hope so, but I, I don't I didn't see it at the time. I had other guys rated much higher, and it just turned out that. He hasn't done what he was supposed to do yet. Maybe he will. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he will with the tight ends. But 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 Chris gave an analysis that night as to I understand why they took him, and 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 and, and it made sense. The but, bottom line is you know, we're here for you. We're here to give you the insight. We're here to make it entertaining for you. And the other guy that's going to make this thing all go is our man Joe, because without him, none of this technology is going to work. You won't even be able to see or hear us or touch any of this stuff. <laughs> so. Joe's going to be on board for that, and we're all going to uh, we're all going to get on board and try to make it the best show we can possibly make for you. So, final thoughts, Joe, then Mark. I got to say, I'm excited to see what uh, what this draft day is going to be all about. Um, I have a couple other things that I as as last words that I want to say about, let's say, the Patriots. You know, I think most of the the uh, fans kind of thought this last season, possibly this season we were looking at a 2008 sort of situation with Matt Castle and thinking, why couldn't Cam Newton do that? And does Belichick really have that sort of uh, mentality to be able to do that? I myself sort of sway in that sort of answer uh, about Belichick. Sometimes I'm like, what the hell is he thinking about? So hopefully what I'm excited about is to see this draft day and see what you guys choose uh, firsthand and to see where and, and try to, understand that that chess game that Belichick is playing. So I think that'll be exciting for the fans and for the audience out there to, to watch that. So I'm excited as well. So should be good. That's all Final I got. Thought, That's really all I got. <laughs> Wake up, Mark. Final thought. I'm, I'm up. I'm up. I, don't, I thought Joe had a couple of more points. Oh, That's it. Made, he made them. Good quality stuff. Yes, good stuff. Well, you know, obviously it's it's draft, right? So so we're going to eat, sleep, and drink football for the next, you know, 10 days. So that's – that's. I'm just excited for the draft. It's been, you know, especially – it's been a long year, right? It's been – we had a tough season. We didn't do well. 
obviously, right? It's been we've been getting bashed in the offseason. We had a great free agency period. Now it's time to roll into the draft. Let's have a real good draft. And then, as you have been mentioning, Chris, every week, there's going to be a second almost type of free agency when all of the after the draft, you're going to see a bunch of June 1st releases. It's almost going to be like a second wave of free agency with all quality the players, quality, quality players are going to get released because there's going to be, a, 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 you know, to get under the cap and they're going to replace them with these guys that they draft these rookies. So that's going to be the next point, the next time. That you know, I think they're going to see some excitement for football because it's going to be almost like a second free agency. So I'm just listen. I could make a point about the Red Sox, the Bruins, but damn, it's football. That's it. Now it's free. It's it's the draft. Not much I can add to that, so I'm not going to try. You know, you got you have my thoughts. You know what I think. We look forward to seeing you there. Uh, please tune in so you can you can enjoy it with us, and 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 it'll be entertaining for everybody. Joe, Mark, some people to thank tonight. Got the good people over at Special Sauce Podcast. Tune into their podcast. It's it's excellent. You're going to gain a lot from it. Jag Media Productions, excellent, excellent production company. Everything you see here is what they produce. Uh, Studio 42 Designs in North Providence, Rhode Island. Want to thank the good people over at Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal law firm. Allow us to be your voice. And the people at Mountain View Home Watch and Security, Scottsdale's leading home watch and security firm. Tune in next week, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's our draft. We've been talking about it all night. It's our draft preview. We're going to talk to you about what we think is going to happen, some of the things to come up, some of the players to look for, some of the teams we should be watching. That's 8 p.m. Joe will have us up on YouTube live this live and that that show, but he'll have this show up on YouTube. If you want to take a look, watch it. Make sure you subscribe. Give us that thumbs up. We, we always want to bring new people in and have you let us know what you think. So for... Joe Guaneri, Marcatone. I'm Chris Corso. So long, everyone.